Welcome to the No BS Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan. I'm married with three kids and found myself stressed, overwhelmed, and lost in motherhood before I gave up the idea of perfection and remembered that my needs are important too. If you're looking for a mom friend who drops F-bombs, loves road trips, and will always hype you up, then I'm your girl. I want to cut through the bullshit and have real conversations about all things mom life. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I am here for you, girl, and I'm bringing in some experts and other moms to help us out, too. We know there's no one-size-fits-all solution, so make sure you take what serves you and leave what doesn't. So go ahead and grab that coffee, that glass of wine, or whatever floats your boat, and go hide from those kids while we dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the No BS Mama podcast. My name is Megan, and as always, I am so happy to have you here. It feels like literally forever since I have sat down with my microphone and had a conversation with you, even though it really hasn't been that long, but it's the longest break that I've taken from recording. I literally have not recorded any interviews for my own podcasts or for guests on other um, shows. I haven't had any recordings for any solo episodes, like literally no recording. This is the longest break that I have taken since um, this like summer and end of 2020. So it feels really weird and it feels really good to be back on the mic and connecting with you all again. So I wanted to kind of extend, um, the last episode that I released. So in the last episode, I kind of gave you a high level overview that I was, um, in the midst of a family emergency and I just had a lot going on and that I was going to be taking a break. Um, Also in that episode, I talked a lot about, um, even though I said I was going to be taking a break, I also put a lot of expectations on myself to still perform and continue working and releasing podcasts and content and all of these things, which was just really very silly, right? And what I would love to do today is kind of give you a little bit more insight into exactly what my family emergency was, what I was experiencing, how it's impacting me now and the expectations that I put like on the break and on how I would be feeling when I came back and how that is impacting me today as well. So, um, June was nothing like what it was supposed to be nothing like it was planned, nothing like what I expected, right? We're talking a lot about expectations. Um, There's just a lot that happened in June that caught me off guard. It caught the rest of my family off guard in like lots of very different ways. And um, there's just a lot. And so I'm gonna share my experience. And in doing so, I want to be very mindful of Um, making sure that I share as little of everyone else's experience as possible to be um, respectful to them because they did not sign up to have their life shared on the internet, but I did, right? So um, this is gonna be another just like very casual, like life update kind of girl chat with some lessons that I've learned along the way kind of tied in there. So take it all the way back to the beginning of June. So about this time last month, um, I received a phone call from my dad that his mom, my Grammy, um, was taken in for an emergency surgery. 
and the outcome did not look great. Um, My Grammy lives in Texas and I live with my family in Delaware and my dad lives um, also in this region as well. So um, I really didn't want Grammy down in Texas, you know, going through this alone. Um, Neither did my father. And so the plan um, was for me to fly to Texas and be with my Grammy um, and the rest of my family down there while my dad drove. And then he and I would drive home together. Right. So this was an extremely last minute thing. I got the phone call on a Tuesday and I was flying to Texas on Wednesday morning. So the decision was made literally at 10 o'clock Tuesday night. And by 10 o'clock the following morning, I was halfway to Texas. So that's how fast this happened. Um, Again, I'm not going to share too much of Grammy's story, but essentially the experience beyond surgery was very um, much of a roller coaster for myself, for my Grammy, for everyone involved, um, but obviously for for her the most. Um, You know, one day she would be, you know, talking to me. She would be laughing with me. Um, she would be up and out of bed with the physical therapist. And then the next day she would hardly respond at all. Um, and so that was very emotionally draining, but also, um, you know, just really hard to watch up close and be a part of. Um, and so Again, I, I had bought a one-way ticket to Texas because the idea was that I would be there for about a week and then drive home with my dad. Um, that plan did not work out. And so I was down there and I just kind of kept extending my rental car for another couple of days. And I would call Drew and be like, you know, um, I just don't feel like I'm ready to come home yet. Um, and he would just be like, okay no problem. Don't worry about us. We've got everything under control and God bless him. I know that I am so lucky to have him. Um, and you know, the rest of my support system here that was able to help him while I was away. Um, and I, so I ended up being in Texas for 10 days and during that 10 days towards the, the last couple of days there, the decision was made to put my Grammy on hospice care. And that was really hard for for everyone, obviously. Um, but leaving there, I knew that I was very much at peace with the time that I was able to spend with her. I was very at peace with the decision to to put her on hospice care, and I, you know, I I had said my goodbyes. I had, again, I had a lot of really special moments with her in those ten days that I was there. Um, and I was just feeling like, again, at peace with, with leaving, knowing that I wouldn't be there at the very, very end. Um, my dad did stay with her and, um, I came home and meanwhile, while I was in Texas, 
Um, my sister and my brother-in-law made the very difficult decision to postpone their destination wedding, which was the family vacation that we were all supposed to join them on because it was a destination wedding. So the plan for June was that at the end of June, the five of us, you know, Drew and the kids and I would all go to Aruba, celebrate my sister's wedding, and then have this like amazing adventurous vacation together. Um, Because of the wedding being postponed or canceled or whatever, um, Drew and I decided that we, the two of us, were still going to go on that vacation um, and the kids can join us next time, which led to a lot, a lot of mom guilt for so many reasons. Number one, Um, it's really the only vacation that we had planned for the entire summer. Um, and for the entire year, if we're being honest, um, and that's like, uh, it's shitty, right? That now we're saying like, oh, you can't go. Um, I had mom guilt because by the time I got home from Texas, I was really only home for about five days before I hopped on another plane and left them again. So there was like, a full month of the summer that I was not here with my kids and really not experiencing summer with them. And that feels shitty. And, you know, my kids are fine. They love the people that they were with, right? This whole time they did things that were fun for them. Um, all of that stuff, but it still doesn't like help with the mom guilt. And I've done other episodes on mom guilt and I'll do more, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, But I was really, really feeling the mom guilt stuff. Um, and, And in the midst of all of that, as I said on the last episode that was aired, um, I kind of gave myself permission to just take a break. I was like, you know, understanding that I was, you know, fully emotionally drained. Um, and just, you know, I knew that if I continued to force myself to show up and to work and to do things that I was going to lead to burnout. And so I made the decision to, to take a break. And I was like, this is going to be great because my expectation was that, um, you know, I would take this, what ended up being a three week break, close to four weeks by the time it was all said and done between being in Texas, prioritizing my time with my kids when I got home from Texas and then being, um, on vacation. And then the 4th of July holiday, like it really ended up being like a three and a half week kind of hiatus. And I did do some, like some work in there, but not, not to the extent that I had been, right? Um, And so my expectation was that I was going to come home from vacation and be like ready to hit the ground running and be full of all of this energy and like really just ready to go. And that unfortunately was not my experience. Um, My vacation was not really as restful as I had anticipated. Um, You know, I did spend some time on like a beach or by the pool, like just hanging out, reading a book um, or just like being very like leisure. 
And I was also sick for most of my vacation. And instead of like resting and recovering from that, I forced myself to like be in like vacation mode with everyone else and be like, um, just, you know, forcing myself to, to do normal things. Right. I didn't leave the resort or anything because, or too much because I did feel like that bad. Um, but I was able to like, just kind of pretend that I felt fine and like, whatever, had like normal conversations, did like normal pool days, beach days, whatever. Um, but that is going directly against something that I've been working on really hard for the last year, which is to like pay attention to my body when it's telling me to slow down. Right. Um, so I, I get home from vacation and also, sorry, I'm bouncing around a lot. Also, while I was on vacation, my Grammy did finally um, go to be at peace. And I say finally just because I feel like it was such like a long process for her that, again, was just excruciating for, for everyone involved, particularly, obviously, her. Um, and so when I got the news that she passed, my first reaction was like relief. Like finally she's at peace. She's no longer in pain. She's no longer living in a way that I knew she wouldn't have want, wanted to, to live. Um, and I felt really good about that. And obviously I also felt sad, but I, I didn't like allow myself to like sit in that and, and process it. Right. And so what happened was not only was my time away not like as relaxing and restful as I had expected, but then when I got home, I was not as productive and energized as I had expected either. And I, at first, I was like so frustrated about this, um, but I did some journaling and I realized that part of what was happening was number one, I put my expectations, I'd set my expectations like too high for this time of rest and for this vacation and for all of those things, right? Um, And so when you do that, when you set your expectations so high and then they're not met, there's like this disconnect between what you thought your reality was going to be and what your reality actually is. Um, And when when you do that, it's hard to like enjoy the present moment and like be grateful and like it, it's just it's hard right to be in this reality that is n- that doesn't match the reality that you created um so I journaled through that and then I also realized that now that I am home and back in my setting and back in my like starting to get back in my routines um the grief is setting in right I am I am really sad and this is gonna sound crazy to a lot of you I'm 36 years old almost and this is the first time I've lost a grandparent or someone that's been like really really close to me Um, I've lost loved ones of course Um, people that I love people that I care a lot about Um, but this is the first person that was like 
so near and dear to my heart. It's just such a special person. And so, you know, while I'm still like at peace and just very grateful for all the time that we have spent together and relieved that she's no longer in pain, I am still sad. And I, I have to learn how to navigate that right? It's not going to go away. It's not something that I can pretend is not happening. Um, I have to learn how to navigate it. And if you are someone who, who has lost someone close to you, you probably know this, that it comes in like waves. Like some days are harder than others. Sometimes you're having a great day and the next thing you know, you're in tears over like, and you can't even really pinpoint why. Or like something comes out of nowhere and reminds you of this person and you are like smacked with the reality again that they are no longer with you um, and and it hurts all over again. And so that is just like kind of a high level overview of really what I've been working through and navigating since the last time we spoke. And I wanted to kind of let you in a little bit more closely because um, I feel that connection with you and I know that, um, you know, a lot of you will resonate with, with what I'm going through right now. Maybe you've, maybe you've gone through it recently. Maybe, um, maybe you'll go through it. I hope not, but maybe you'll go through it at some point in the near future and you'll remember this episode and you'll remember, you know, certain things about, you know, the expectations and the waves of grief and 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 you won't try and like stuff it down. You'll you'll make time and space to feel and to process. And then that's what I hope for for sharing this. Um, but I also really wanted to drive home this um, idea of expectations. So last time we talked about putting these like unreasonable and unrealistic and unattainable expectations on ourselves. And today I really wanted to share about how I was putting expectations on like experiences and people and things. Um, And that can be just as like upsetting or damaging as when we put these expectations on ourselves as individuals, right? So um, I know that trying to remember that in the moment is really hard and depending on where you are in your journey, it might sound impossible. Like I'll give you an example. A couple days ago when I realized this, I was kind of going down a spiral, right? So we got home and we had kind of like a chill couple of days. We didn't really leave the house much. We took the kids to the pool. We had like dinner at my mom's house one night. Um, but beyond that, we didn't really do much. I worked just a little bit. And then the other day was the first day that was like a full day of like being back to work. And I wasn't feeling energized and I wasn't feeling creative and I wasn't feeling Um, all of these things that I expected to feel when I came home and I was so frustrated and I again instead of going down that like spiral of like 
beating myself up for not meeting this expectation that I set for this time period and for myself um, and like chasing that down the rabbit hole, um, I took out my journal and was asking myself questions like, what can be contributing to how you're feeling right now? Like without like placing blame on anything or like projecting or doing any of those things, like sit still for a minute and think about like what, like name all of the things that are bothering you right now. And then you can take a step back from that and be like, oh, this is something I can do something about. This is something that I have to learn and live with. And this is something that is just unreasonable and unrealistic and can just be put aside, right? And so that's what I had to do. And, you know, a couple years ago, I would have never. I would still probably be like mid-spiral. I would be nowhere near done spiraling. And it's two days later, right? I know for a fact that two years ago, had I lived through the same set of circumstances, um, number one, I would have handled these individual circumstances very differently. Um, And then number two, like let's pretend I was mentally healthy enough to like navigate the actual circumstances themselves. When I went down this spiral, I would have I would have sat in that for a solid week. Like I know that. I know that about myself. I would have sat in that for a solid week. And if I would have listened to a podcast that said something like just don't go down this spiral, I would have probably left. Like what the f- who how how is that even possible? Um, and so if you are in that space of like spiraling over things and like just sitting in the spiral and not really knowing how to, one, identify that you are spiraling and two, being able to like interrupt the spiral and kind of pull yourself out of it, I'm here to tell you that if you continue doing the work that you're doing right now, um, whether it's through therapy, through just like self-discovery, through journaling, whatever, whatever your process looks like for you, if you continue to like prioritize your mental health and prioritize um, your wellness and the way that you react and respond to um, outside circumstances that you cannot control and will not ever be able to control, you will get to a place where you don't sit in the spiral for as long, right? I'm not gonna sit here and promise that you'll never spiral, um, but you will get to a place where you will be able to identify the fact that you are spiraling, you'll be able to interrupt the spiral, and you'll be able to navigate um, your thoughts and your feelings about those thoughts um, so that you don't continue down the spiral. And life will make a lot more sense and it'll just in general be way more tolerable for you. Um, And so that is my promise. My promise to you and the message that I hope that you take away from today's conversation is to just continue to do the hard work because I know that it's hard. I know that it's time consuming. I know that it's emotionally draining. Like I know all of these things because I have been doing the work for what feels like forever, but really for the last two years in particular, in particular, I have been like really dedicated to doing this work. And I can see now looking back 
exactly how much progress I've made because when you're in it, it feels like you're not making progress. Um, it feels like, you know, I'm still having panic attacks sometimes. I'm still spiraling. I'm still having these um, these intrusive thoughts, like I'm not getting better. But yes, you are because it's not happening as often. You're not sitting in it for as long, right? These are all wins that need to be acknowledged because if you're not seeing this progress and it's not easy to measure, but if you're not seeing this progress and you're not acknowledging how far you've come, it can be really um, hard to continue to do the work because I know you are a mom. I know that you still have to fucking get up tomorrow morning and pack the lunches and dress the kids and drive them to wherever and like do all of the things because if you don't do it, no one else will. And so how the fuck are you supposed to prioritize your quote unquote mental wellness in the midst of just everyday chaos? And I just want to remind you that it is worth it. It is worth making the time and creating the space to get yourself into a more mentally healthy place, right? Um, And so that's really, I guess, the main message. That's not even what I expected to talk about today, but um, I think that is the main message that I want you to take away from today's conversation. So I am fully back now. I'm so excited. Um, I would love for you to send me a direct message on Instagram at the no BS mama. Um, if you connected with this message or if it resonated with you in any way, I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you could share it with a girlfriend or just share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, that's even better because that helps us get the message out to more people. And then last and finally, we are still Um, working on some things that I did promise in the last episode. So I have some resources coming for you. I have some free coaching coming for a couple of you. And if you want access to all of that, go ahead and jump on our email list. The link is in the show notes. Um, And always, always, if you are interested in finding a therapist or, um, you know, anything like that, there are resources for that in the show notes as well. So that is all I have for you today. I am so happy to be back and so thrilled to be connected with all of you. And I'm just really excited for this next chapter and what we'll be doing together. And so, um, yeah, take care until next time. Hey, babe. Mom. 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 (laughs) Shit, you guys, I gotta go. I really hope you loved today's episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to me if you would share it with a mom like us so she doesn't feel so alone either. And if you're not already in our free Facebook community, girl, what are you waiting for? I promise it just takes two seconds. You don't even have to search for it. Just go ahead and click the link right here in the show notes. Until next time, try to remember to do something that's just for you this week.